Hey, 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 frenzies, and welcome back to episode 28 of Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher. On today's episode, we are going to dish on all of my most recent health problems. I want to share the story with you because maybe it'll give you some things to think about. I've learned a lot of cool tips the last few weeks, and maybe it'll encourage you to go get yourself checked out as well. So let's start this show. Are you feeling a little burnt out and exhausted this school year? Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher podcast is here to get you through the hard weeks. We will be tackling tough topics while addressing self-care tips and tricks to help you live your best life. I'm your host, Jessica Martin, a coffee-drinking teacher and tech coach working on my own health journey as I pursue happiness in my teacher life. I am so happy you're here with me today, and I can't wait to share all the things with you. Let's get on with the show. Before we start this show today, I just wanted to say thanks for hanging out with me. And if you could take a screenshot of the show, of you listening to it and tag me on Instagram, I am the underscore whimsical underscore teacher. I would just love to see who's out there listening. And if you have a little time ever, um, if you could leave me a review on iTunes, that's like the greatest gift you can give to any podcaster because the iTunes reviews are really the only thing that get the word out and tell iTunes that like people are listening to us. And so that would be really cool. Okay, let's get on with the show. Hello, frenzies, and welcome back to episode 28 of Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher. I am your host, Jessica Martin, and I kind of think that this is funny (laughs) because the last month or so, I have not been healthy or happy. (laughs) So it's kind of ironic that I have this podcast called Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher, and I've just been in the worst shape ever. (laughs) So anyway, I thought we would talk a little about my health struggles, and my only hope is that maybe I can encourage you to go to the doctor if you've been avoiding it, or to just like look at some of your personal choices in your life, to just kind of, you know, be aware that you're only given one body, and once it wears out, it's it's not good. <laughs> all right, so, oh gosh, where do I begin? So my last episode was all about shingles. So I got this nasty case of shingles in early January, and it was very, very painful and annoying. And the only thing that I thought could have brought it on is I've been, I had kind of a a baby tanty. I had a little outburst about the fact that I, I don't have children. And this is just something that's been kind of ongoing since I turned probably 35-ish. And it's just, I don't know if you want to chalk it up to like biological clock or regrets or I, I don't really know what it is. But um, I, I think that my shingles could have been brought on by that. But then again, it could have been brought on by other things like just the stress of going back to school after winter break. I don't know what brought on my, my shingles, but you usually get it when you've been really stressed out. And I did put on um, an online conference with my buddy Carrie from Educators to Educators. So I still don't really know, but I do know, you know, a few days before I got the shingles, I just had this kind of emotional breakdown about just my life and 
being childless and, you know, should I, should I go the next steps to having children? Should I not? It's, it's a dicey situation when you're 37. (laughs) It's dicey. And so I got this horrible case of shingles and I had to go to the doctor and, and, uh, it was, it was really bad. So I, they gave me like 10 days of these, these heavy duty pills and they really made me feel weird. One was for nerve pain and one was an antiviral medication. And so I took them for 10 days and the last day, um, like I, I was done, right? Like day 11, right? I'm done with everything and I'm starting to feel a little better. I'm starting to feel like, um, you know, the, I'm starting to feel no shingle pain, not as annoyed by the, the nerve pain or the tingly sensations you get from shingles. And I was just really feeling good. And I went to work so happy on this, on this day 11 of like no more pills. I'm getting over shingles. And, uh, you know, the day started out pretty normal. Um, I, I, I did make some poor diet choices that morning. Uh, there was a bake sale at school and I forgot to eat breakfast and I grabbed like a brownie and a cupcake. That information might be useful later. (laughs) So, um, I don't know what happened, but I'm sitting there working. I'm about two hours into work and I just got this weird kind of feeling, um, that, that I had to go to the bathroom, but it was, it was a little bit different. It was sort of like a bladder infection or a UTI. And I was just like, oh, this is a really weird, really weird feeling. I wouldn't describe it as pain, but like really annoying. And if you've ever had a UTI, um, it feels like you just, you have to keep going into the bathroom. It's like a really annoying feeling that you just have to keep going. And, and there can be some pain involved as well. And so anyway, I was just like, oh, you know, what, what's happened? You know, am I getting some kind of reaction from not taking these antiviral medicines or something? Like I, I just didn't really know. So, you know, and I'm, I'm going kind of like in and out of the bathroom and just like increasingly, increasingly feeling weird. That's all I could say. And I even went down and, and I told our secretary, um, that I was feeling weird and that I just had these weird sensations kind of like in my, in my stomach and in, in my pelvis area. And I, this feels kind of embarrassing, like telling you these things right now, but I mean, you know, if you've ever felt them, then you totally know what I'm talking about. And if you're, if, if you're a woman listening, you probably definitely know what I'm talking about. If you've ever had a bladder infection or anything. so. Anyways, I, I, you know, increasingly just things were were just weird. And so then I went home for lunch as I always do. So I can uh, let my dogs in and out and, and play, play with them and see them for a little bit. I go home for lunch and like the sensation to go to the bathroom, like it started with kind of like some pain too. Like I started getting like weird back pains and I thought, well, maybe I'm just like trying to go to the bathroom too much. If you ever had a UTI, it's like you're, you keep trying to go to the bathroom, but nothing's happening. But the sensation is there. It's very weird and annoying. So anyways, I was like, 
I started getting kind of like a pain in my back. Like I thought maybe I was straining myself. Then I was worried because it felt a lot like the pain I got before I got shingles. But I had gotten that pain in my back on my left side. And this new pain was on my right side. So I'm thinking, has shingles moved to my other side of my body? Like, I mean, I'm really thinking that at this point. And so I just, I started getting really woozy and the bathroom feeling, but now I'm getting like pains in my stomach and a kicking sensation in my back. And so I decided to take a bath and the bath did not help at all. Like I I actually, I texted school and I was like, I can't come back right now. I'm in really weird pain. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I can't come back to school. And I I just send an email and I don't need a substitute or anything. So it's a little easier for me to take days off than, than, um, than if you were a classroom teacher as I'm a technology coach. So anyway, I'm in and out of the bath, right? Like I'm just like, I'm in the bath, I'm out of the bath and the pain is just increasing by tenfold. And I I just start freaking out thinking that there's something seriously wrong with me. And I, I, uh, I, I get dressed and I just drive myself to the hospital. Now I live in a really small town of about 2000 people and we do have a hospital here, but it's not, it's not exactly award winning. Okay. Let me tell you what happens next. So since I live in a small town, it's only a couple minute drive to the hospital and the whole drive is like a blur. I don't even know how I got there. And I show up and it's more of like a clinic really than a hospital, although they do have some advanced machinery, I guess. (laughs) So I walk in and it's just, it's pretty packed. And this is like a Wednesday afternoon. I'm like, how are there so many people here on a Wednesday afternoon? But anyway, the pain is like probably like a level eight or nine. I can barely breathe because I'm just feeling so much pain. Like someone is kicking me in the back. And so I go up to the the counter and I'm just like, I need to see a doctor. I'm in extreme pain. I don't know what's wrong with me. And I just burst out crying. (laughs) It was really bad. And of course, they give me all these forms to fill out and I could barely fill out the forms. Like I'm crying. I'm like buckled over practically on the floor and I'm, I'm trying to fill out these forms. And then all of a sudden I just get the urge that I have to puke. <laughs> I run to the bathroom and I'm like puking in the bathroom. It was just awful. And I'm just like, I text my husband because I was really scared at this point. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I feel like I'm dying and I love you. And I just want you to know that I I just want you to know that because I don't know what's happening to me right now. I was really genuinely scared. (laughs) And here I am. I mean, I'm puking and the bathroom feeling and the kicking in my back and the stomach pain. Just everything hurt. And I'm still kind of recovering from the shingles. So I'm still getting kind of the, you know, tingling, weird, you know, sensations from that as well. It just, I was in bad, bad shape. So anyway, I filled out the paperwork as best as I could, and I seriously had to wait in the waiting room for at least an hour like that, crying, puking. It was just awful, and I was just like, don't they have like some sort of emergency uh, thing they can put me on because I am obviously really in bad shape. So anyway... 
they finally come and get me after like an hour and, um, you know, they, they weigh me and interview me. And, you know, of course the first thing they're thinking is like, oh, it sounds like a really bad bladder infection or a UTI. And so they ask for a urine sample and we do that. And then I just lay in this little room for a really long time. (laughs) I don't know how long it was, but I mean, it, you know, my pain starts kind of going down a little bit over time. Like, I mean, I was at like a level nine or 10 where it was just like, I thought I was going to die and it kind of goes down to maybe a six or a seven. And I just keep laying there and seriously, nobody's coming to see me. (laughs) It was, it was just really scary. So they finally come back. Uh, A doctor comes and sees me and she says, well, there's nothing weird in your urine. It's not a bladder infection or a UTI. So we're going to have to do some blood work because there's obviously something wrong with you. And she interviews me. And, you know, of course, the interview is super annoying. (laughs) She's like, are you sure you're not pregnant? I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm positive. (laughs) She's like, how can you be positive? (laughs) And So I'm just like, oh boy, here we go. (laughs) That was kind of an annoying part of the whole thing. Um, so anyway, what happens next? Like, so she's like, yeah, we're going to order you some tests. Someone will be in, you know, they'll wheel you down to the lab and, uh, we'll, we'll see what's going on with you. And so I, uh, So I wait and wait longer. And then this lady shows up like no wheelchair. And she's just like, yeah, we're going to have to walk down there. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is the worst hospital ever. So we walk down to the lab. And of course, then they're like, they were also ordering a she wanted to order a CAT scan of my you know, of my whole stomach and pelvis area, because the doctor was like, well, I feel like this could be, you know, maybe something with your ovaries, maybe, you know, maybe something with uh, your pancreas, your liver, your kidneys. I, I don't really know. The CAT scan will tell us. So I get all the way down there and they basically tell me it's too late to take a CAT scan. Like it's too late in the day because they close at five and it was like, almost four at this point. (laughs) But they're like, but you can get your blood work done and that should tell us stuff and we'll just do a CAT scan tomorrow. So I'm just like, okay, fine. I I could be dying, but all right. But the pain is going down at this point. So I'm not throwing too much of a tanty. Like I'm feeling a bit better and I'm not puking anymore. So anyway, they go and they take my blood and I'm really scared of needles. I get really queasy and sometimes I pass out. I I definitely have the the needle phobia and so that was just awful. Um but the the phlebotomist was really kind and had dealt with people like me apparently a lot. <laughs> so anyway, it it really wasn't that bad. But um then they they basically tell me to go back to my little hospital room and wait for the blood test results. And so I go back to this little hospital room. And, you know, it's like 4.30, 5 o'clock. I've been there half the day now with no answers. And I just sit there until practically 6 o'clock. <laughs> and then someone comes in and says, yeah, the doctor doesn't have time to talk to you. She'll call you tonight. What? Oh, boy. 
So I head home just feeling completely deflated. I didn't get any medicine. I didn't get any answers. The doctor's going to call me. It was very upsetting. And I, I go back home and luckily the pain has, has pretty much gone away, but I'm just feeling beat up. Like I'm just really upset. And so my husband comes home and I tell him about the whole day and I'm just like, you know, and I hadn't even eaten since I had been throwing up. So I'm like, just go to, go to McDonald's, go get me some chicken nuggets and maybe a, maybe a McFlurry or something. I just, I'm so upset. I just, I need something to calm myself down. Of course, me looking towards food, right? (laughs) So anyways, um, he goes, he goes to McDonald's and everything. And, and I finally get the call back from the doctor and, um, she's like, yeah. So she starts just kind of randomly going over these blood tests and she's just like, your, your glucose is really high. Signs are pointing to the, to to the, that you might have diabetes. Basically. She's like, all signs are pointing towards diabetes, your weight, your BMI, your glucose, this, that she's like, but I won't know for sure until tomorrow, but I think you're a diabetic. And I think you're starting to have complications from diabetes. And here I am staring at chicken nuggets and a McFlurry, like right in front of me, right? This is like the worst possible news ever. I did not eat a bite. <laughs> I was just like, okay, so I might be a diabetic. And she's like, and you you have an infection uh, somewhere on your body, but we don't know where it is. But there's, you know, your white platelets are blah, blah, blah. There's definitely an infection. But the CAT scan will tell us where it is, and then we can get you some medicine for that. So I was just like, all right. So, I, and then, and then after all that, she's like, you definitely have an infection. Uh, I think you're a diabetic. Um, and you're in stage three kidney failure right now. <laughs> it was, it was just too much. It was, it was like, what, like I'm literally falling apart. (laughs) I could not believe it. I was really, really upset. And, um, and so she's just like, you need to start doing things that are good for your kidneys. We need to set more appointments to talk about kidney health. It's really bad. You know, this is really bad at your age. You know, will you die tomorrow? No. But could you easily die by the time you're 60? Sure. You know, and she was just like 20 years ago, you know, these numbers, we didn't consider them as bad as we do now because now we know the importance of having good kidneys and the old age and, you know, and I'm just like, I am crumbling inside. Mind you, surrounded by McDonald's and my husband like eating these French fries in front of me. <laughs> and here I am hearing that I'm a diabetic. <laughs> It was really awful. And I pretty much, my poor husband had just gotten off um, off of a, a really long shift and he was super tired. And I, I mean, I told him the whole story and he was really upset, but then he just sort of fell asleep because he just, I and mean, he wakes up at 3, 3 a.m. and then he works 12 hour shifts. He has kind of, he kind of has it rough. So he falls asleep and I just cried all night. I, I was texting my best friend and telling her about everything and she was trying to calm me down and we were talking and, and I, I just was uncontrollably crying literally all night, just thinking that my entire life was ruined and changed and just I was going to have just more and more health problems. And then I have a CAT scan in the morning and they're going to give me an injection of dye for it and, you know, how I feel about needles. And so it was just a really bad night. 
So anyway, the next morning, my husband uh, woke up and and took me took me to the CAT scan, and I, I was I I kind of had a freak out moment because on the phone with the doctor, she told me that the dye in the CAT scan is actually really bad for my kidneys. So I'm like, okay, so you just told me I have like kidney failure, but now you want me to go get this CAT scan done, like with a dye that's bad for my kidneys? Like what? Like what? <laughs> so I, I had a freak out. Um, first, they were an hour late taking me in and they made me drink all of this, this weird juice that was just horrible. It tastes like cough syrup. And then, then they're like an hour late bringing me into it. And so I'm just like, what? Like it was supposed to be right at eight o'clock and I didn't even get to see the CAT scan, the radiologist until probably, uh, nine o'clock, nine thirty ish. And so I was kind of upset with that, that it was late. And then when I get in there, I'm just explaining to her, I'm like, the doctor told me last night that I have, you know, kidney problems and I just don't know about getting this dye done because of the kidney problems. And so she's like, okay, this is actually really important. So she goes and gets my records, right? And she starts calling the doctor and then she brings my records over to me and she's like, you know, you're, you're just right over the line of, of having kidney problems. It's like a, you know, a, you know, your, your two one hundredths or something of a percent over this number. And she shows them to me and she's like, you know, we, we would technically not do a CAT scan if you were over, say this number, but this is your number. It's really far from that number. And I don't understand any of these numbers. I just know that I really don't want to get this die. And so I kind of like argue with her and the doctor a little bit because I'm just I'm just freaked out and I'm scatterbrained at this point because I had some sort of weird attack and I don't know what it was. And I know I need this CAT scan done, but I just didn't really want the dye because honestly, I've had bad reactions to like anesthesia and stuff before. And I just I just wasn't really having it. But I eventually I eventually caved and I'm like, okay, let's just do it. Fine. Let's find out what's wrong with me. And I did it. My husband actually came in for the IV because they put an IV in you. And I was just so, I was so distraught and really just worried about my kidneys and this dye and how it was going to affect them because the doctor really scared me on the phone the night before. And so I don't know, I felt like the biggest baby and I feel like so embarrassed, you know, in these health situations because I am so scared of needles and doctors and, you know, I'm just the whole health profession just freaks me out. Right. And I, I just sometimes I start uncontrollably crying like a huge baby. And it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing being 37 years old and breaking down crying over things like IVs, you know, and I'm telling you the story just in case you have a similar problem. So anywho, the CAT scan was really pretty short, um, but I, I felt damaged. <laughs> Uh, I did feel I did feel really weird after it. And then, of course, I had a bad reaction to the dye. I had the horrible chills all day where I was just shaking and shivering and I couldn't stop. I was so cold the rest of the day um, and I was just like uncontrollably shaking. It was really scaring my husband 
And I mean, I knew that that was going to happen because I usually have bad reactions. Like I have the same reaction to anesthesia, like pretty much any IVs I've ever had. I just have horrible reactions to. So anyways, I did hear back from the doctor from, from the CAT scan later on that day. And she said that I definitely had a kidney infection and that was my problem. And I asked her, I'm like, was there anything else? Uh, do you think it could have been like a kidney stone to have such intense pain? So she was like, well, you can come back to the hospital. We'll do another urine analysis and just make sure like completely rule out kidney stones. But she's like, you don't have any kidney stones. Like I, I can see your kidneys. You don't have any stones. Um, your ovaries are good. Your uterus is good. Uh, she just went over all of these different organs. She's like, this is good. That's good. Like you, pretty much you can see everything with these abdominal pelvis CAT scans. She's like, everything looks good except your kidney is very upset right now. Your right kidney. And she told me exactly like where the infection is. And so all of that. And I, I did go back for another urine analysis sample and it, um, it came back clean. No kidney stones, no no sign of a kidney stone. So all, all I know that happened to me that day, according to the doctor, is I had a bad kidney infection. And when I started reading about kidney infections, I did have a lot of those symptoms. Like I had, like it said, you know, you feel a pain in your back, you could throw up, you feel, you know, this and this and that. And those are all the things that I felt. So I obviously had it. Um, a lot of, I shared my story online and just so many people felt like I had a kidney stone. So many people felt it was like my gallbladder. And I, I kind of made a little, I kind of had a little tanty one days at one point. I just, I had at least 500 messages from people like kind of diagnosing me. And I mean, some people are just really sweet and kind and just like, Hey, I'm praying for you. I've had similar problems, you know, and I'm really sorry, you know, but then some people are just like, you need a second opinion. This is definitely, you know, an ovarian cyst that it's exploded. It's there's no doubt about it, you know, and the doctor said she didn't see anything wrong with my ovaries, according to this CAT scan. So, I mean, I got to go with what the doctor says. And it just, it got a little overwhelming when you share this kind of information about yourself publicly. You know, people, like a lot of people want to tell you their stories. Um, and they're usually like the worst case scenario. And the stories always just kind of scare you. Like they're never comforting. <laughs> They're always just like, oh, well, I almost died or so-and-so did die. And, and they're just, it's, it's, it's just alarming that like people want to open up and they want to share their stories so bad, but they don't really take your feelings into consideration. And at one point I just had to shut it down. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't handle it anymore. I couldn't handle the, the Insta doctors telling me that my doctor was wrong, that my CAT scan was wrong. Um, and there was just, there was so much more. I mean, there were people just really picking on just weird things that they've seen me do in the past and like analyzing like all of my life decisions. <laughs> and I mean, I guess that's what happens when you talk about yourself to tens of thousands of people, although not that many people were watching. Um, I guess like you open up about yourself, you're going to get a bunch of opinions. And so, like I said, I'm really grateful for everybody who, you know, 
was supportive and sending prayers and, you know, showing genuine concern. But there were a lot of people that were just telling me these doomsday stories, really not making me feel much better. Anyway, I guess the only good news, besides that it was just a kidney infection, no kidney stones, is the doctor told me that she got more of my blood work back and I definitely do not have diabetes yet. I definitely have pre-diabetes, but luckily with diet and exercise, you can turn around pre-diabetes and you don't need medication for that necessarily. Um, So I did find out a lot of things about myself by going, you know, I found out that my kidneys not in the best shape. So I've been researching a lot about kidney health and like, what have I been doing? Maybe that's bad for my kidneys. Definitely not keeping my blood sugar in check. Um, you know, eating too much sugar, drinking too much caffeine. Uh, these are things that are not the best for your kidneys. So I did go and I got, you know, kind of revamp my diet. I, I've been doing really, really good on it. Um, I instantly lost a little bit of weight as soon as I started eating like really clean and healthy. I've given up caffeine completely. I just gave up my morning coffee and I've just been drinking water And I just kind of want to do that for a couple months and then go back for a reevaluation. Like I want to see like if I eat really healthy and I give up all the bad stuff and I lose some weight, um, you know, can I reverse any of this damage that I've apparently done to my body? Like, can I, can I go backwards a little bit? And that's what I'm hoping right now. Like I'm sort of treating myself like a diabetic. I'm eating everything, you know, really low sugar, high protein, um, I've researched like the best, the very best diets for diabetics. And that's kind of like what I'm eating. I'm really, really watching like how much sugar I'm putting into my body or anything that could turn into sugar, like white flour and stuff like that. And my body seems to be really, really sensitive to that right now anyway. So, um, I just thought I'd share that with you. Like, I mean, luckily, like it went from really bad news, like, you know, kidney failure, diabetes, um, and, and probably some other horrible problem to like, okay, you had a kidney infection, you're pre-diabetic and, you know, my kidneys are just a little bit over, you know, where they should be. Like they're a little bit in this danger level three zone of uh, level three kidney failure. She said most Americans are actually sitting at a level two kidney failure. It's pretty, pretty common. Um, so I thought that was a little weird. So she said, like, if you're in like the level two failure, it's just really where most people are. And I'm just barely into the level three, which is still enough for me to make some major changes in my life, because I definitely don't want to shorten it um, by any decisions I'm making right now. And I did get an antibiotic for the kidney infection and I'm feeling much, much better. But I just, I, I really beat myself up emotionally over all this. Like, I mean, it was really devastating hearing that, you know, I could be a diabetic and that I have all these other problems. It, it was, it was hard to deal with, but I'm taking action. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get more activity into my life. Um, it's felt a little weird working out. I've just felt kind of, like my stomach is still a little weird from the shingles, but I've been doing the best I can, like going for a lot of walks every day. And I've, you know, I've only been drinking water for the last two weeks, just water and a little bit of tea every now and then. That's it. I've pretty much cut out all sugar from my diet. 
And yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm on the up and up. And I'm hoping to go back. Um, I'm, I'm going to make an appointment in the next month or two. But I mean, I'd like to actually make some changes in my life, you know, for at least a couple months and then go get retested by a different doctor. Like, I'd like to just go and even though I'm really scared of needles, like I'm just going to try to find the courage to go to a new doctor and get my blood retested and then just see like, you know, if I can, you know, if I'm making any progress I also want to find a dietitian uh, to talk about my diet. Um, I'm incorporating fish twice a week. Um, I've, I've gotten rid of all white rice. I'm only eating brown rice. Um, and I'm not doing any pastas or breads or anything with white flour. Um, I'm doing a lot more vegetables and a lot more fruit. And, you know, I'm really, but I am trying to track my sugar intake. Um, I found these amazing little yogurts that have really high protein and super low sugar. So I've been eating those and apples and a string cheese once in a while for a treat. I'm watching my salt intake because I've heard that's really bad for kidneys. And I'm kind of taking an extremist approach by eating so healthy right now. Um, and I think, you know, I think even my husband thinks I'm probably being a little ridiculous, but I mean, this health, these health scares, like the shingles and the, and the, and the kidney infection. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, just, just really upset. Like, I just, I don't want to be in pain anymore. I don't want to go into the next decade of my life with all of these problems. I don't want my pre-diabetes to turn into diabetes. And so I'm just doing everything possible, um, to, to make that not happen. So hopefully all of my positive changes will pay off. And when I go back to the doctor in a month or two, I will have better news to report back to you. But anyway, I'd like to just encourage you if you're listening to this, like if you're scared of needles or scared to go to the doctor, I mean, it's it's not worth risking your life over. Like I've been feeling a little weird for a few years now. And even the beginning of this school year, I started this podcast. I started working out. I started eating HelloFresh. I kind of knew there was like, I kind of knew that I wasn't in the best shape. I, I just had this feeling that there were, there could be things wrong with me, you know, like it was just one of those gut instincts. And sure enough, I was right, you know? So anyways, I'm, I'm really doing everything it takes to take care of myself. And that's going to have to include going to the doctor more often. I hate going to the doctor. I just don't like it, but I'm really going to try to, to brave up. <laughs> and find a doctor, not, not the one I saw at the clinic, but, um, you know, I'm probably going to have to go to a different city because it's just such a small town here to find one. But I've been kind of researching and shopping around. We're also having a big health fair. My school district is sponsoring, um, which would be two months from now. So I figure worst case scenario, if I can't get into a doctor, or I can't find a doctor by then, I'll at least go to this health fair. They do like a full blood panel for free and they really tell you, they'll be able to tell me about my kidney health and my uh, glucose and all that good stuff. So uh, that's, that's kind of what, that's where I'm at. And I just wanted to encourage you, like if you are scared of needles like me or going to the doctor or, you know, just finding out, like getting your yearly checkup done. I mean, just don't be because your, your life isn't really worth it. I mean, like, I'm so glad I know about this kidney problem now. Like the doctor said, you know, um, 
10 years from now, I could have been, I could get myself into stage five kidney and have, have to have dialysis or something, you know, or need a transplant someday. So like, this is really good to know now that I have kidney problems. I'd rather know than not know and be able to be really proactive about it. And so I'm hoping if you're listening, um, I know 10% of people out there have a fear of needles and a fear of going to the doctor. So like if you're, if you're someone like me that fears it, you know, don't, don't let yourself die over it because life is definitely worth it. Like you can get over anything. You can get over needles. You can get over doctors, even bad experiences like I've had at the doctor. You can do it. You, you, you need to put yourself first and putting yourself first is definitely doing things that make you uncomfortable and that you don't really like doing, but it is a really huge part of mental health, emotional health and well-being is knowing exactly, you know, what what is wrong with you. <laughs> and so anyways, the whole experience it was it was bad, but I'm feeling a lot better and I'm hoping that I'm I'm opening new doors for myself now. Like I'm I'm really getting on a more healthy track, a more healthy mindset. Um, now that I know what some of my problems are, I can just make use that information to make way better decisions for myself. All right, frenzies. Well, this is probably the longest episode ever done, but it was a really long story. And I just wanted to tell all of my engaged listeners more details about it and kind of the roller coaster I went through. I still feel like I'm recovering from the emotional roller coaster, like I'm feeling a little fragile still. And it's just a culmination of things, the shingles being so painful and weird. And, you know, then this kidney infection attack that I had, and then dealing with kind of an incompetent hospital that I don't really feel was taking very good care of me and getting mixed um, feedback from the doctor. I mean, it's just been a nightmarish uh, month, month and a half for me. So I'm looking forward to moving on and, and doing better with my health and my life. And I hope you'll be along for the journey. I'll definitely share more information as I learn it with you. And hopefully I'm on a good track now. So I hope all of you have had a better few weeks that I have. (laughs) And I will talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in, frenzies. You've just finished listening to Healthy Teacher Happy (laughs) Happy Jessica. What? I don't know how to stop. <laughs>